When you're reading a job description, do you ever wish you could hear directly from the person that wrote it, answering all your questions about what the day-to-day work is like, who are the people you'll be working with, learning about the culture and tips for building your career at that company? I'm your host, Dan DeGraw, and I'm excited to bring you Working at Wells Fargo, a new podcast from our hiring team. In each episode, we'll bring together different hiring leaders and team members at Wells Fargo to learn all about their career stories and get insights on how we're looking for the best talent from around the world. We'll unlock their individual stories, where they came from, how they built their career, and what lessons they learned along the way. Then we'll learn directly from them about the career opportunities at Wells Fargo and why you should consider joining us. Recently, I traveled to Charlotte, North Carolina to interview our first guest and my good friend, Jose Garcia. Jose is a SVP of Diversity Recruiting Strategy for Wells Fargo. Jose and I work together very closely. I manage our employer branding team and our teams are collaborating on a daily basis. What makes Jose's story so unique is that he didn't start his career in recruiting. In fact, he started his career as an accountant after growing up in Puerto Rico and Spain. It is an interesting story and one that I share often as, as you hear in my voice. Um, um, Latino. I was born in Cuba, grew up in Spain and Puerto Rico, graduated from the University of Puerto Rico and uh, with an accounting degree. And my career started in public accounting. I always thought I'm an accountant. I'm going to become a CPA. I'll go that route. Uh, Little did I know I would move on in to the financial services industry, joined financial services in 1985. In this episode, we sat down with Krista Christensen. And the early part of my career was in audit, finance, uh, controls, operations. Eventually, I found my passion, which is human resources. So mid-career, I crossed over into HR and started the work leading diversity recruiting for another large bank. Um, what brought me to Wells Fargo five years ago was that same opportunity, um, having the opportunity to lead the national partnerships and programs for our diversity recruiting team, or what we call diversity talent acquisition. And it, it has been an incredible five years. It just seems like yesterday that I joined and love every part of the work. You mentioned earlier, I want to kind of unpack that a bit, that you, you discovered your passion for HR. Yeah. What was it about the work then and the work you do now? Like, what is it that ignites that passion in you? Yeah. So uh, what's interesting is, right, you have an accountant. You, 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 you're thinking, okay, this is a great career. I'm doing well with the company. I had already moved at that financial institution to the VP level. Um, and I'm thinking, yep, uh, this is work that I do, that I do well. Um, But I always talk about that intersection of your skills and experience, your passion and the organizational needs. Um, I had the skills and experience and I had I was fulfilling the organizational needs on the accounting finance part and on a part-time basis, volunteer basis, I was helping the or- that organization with their diversity recruiting efforts. I was getting involved with their team member network or what some companies call the business resource group. Um, and uh, as part of that work, I started realizing I'm passionate about helping others um, in their career path, um, helping others get introduced to financial services. And as a manager, I had worked diligently on recruiting talent. So I'm thinking, if I'm passionate about that work, what's the area of the company that makes the most sense? I was fortunate to have great mentors and an amazing sponsor who challenged me and said, why not? Why not 
look at the opportunities within HR. So I had, with their support, that opportunity to say, what's the worst that can happen? Let me try it. Mm -hmm. um, and there was that safety net. I could always go back to being an accountant. I could always go back to being an operations person. So it gave me that chance to say, take the risk. Um, crossed over into HR, started working on the efforts for diversity recruiting, working with external organizations like the National Association of Black Accountants, the National Black MBA. At that time, it was the Association of Latino Professionals in Finance and Accounting, or ALFA. It's now called the Association of Latino Professionals for America, um, the Hispanic MBA, etc. And through that work, I realized, hey, there's an organizational need. I have the skills. I can help the company um, that I worked at that time, that bank, um, support their diversity recruiting efforts. And rest is history. This has been half of my career. And to this day, I say it is the best decision I ever made. Move over to HR. It's an interesting thing. Uh, HR, in a lot of ways, is a, it, depending on what part of the business you're in, is a very altruistic function. I mean, at the end of the day, you are helping people get jobs. You're, you're, you're creating strategies and executing strategies that are going to give people work, meaningful work for a great company. So, um, you know, I, I definitely get the appeal to part of the reason I ended up in HR as well. So uh, it makes a ton of sense. So you mentioned some of the alliances and partnerships you've had. You've had a lot of these over the years. You had them at prior employers. You have them at Wells Fargo. Can you talk a bit how you and your team work with those alliances to uh, recruit and attract talent to Wells Fargo? Yes. Um, so uh, when you think of these organizations, we'll use, for example, one that is very dear to me because I'm a lifetime member of Alpha, the Association of Latino Professionals for America, started as the Spanish-speaking CPAs organization. It was a very small organization. Today it has grown tremendously and is the largest Latino professional organization in the United States. Um, so what we do with Alpha, Wells Fargo partners with them um, at the chapter level, um, partners them with their national conference as a way of connecting with their student members their professional members at all stages. So for example, from the alpha student member perspective, uh, we're interested in connecting with those students, providing them exposure to our internship opportunities, our developmental program opportunities. So as early as a student who's a sophomore, uh, that student can be applying for internships with us. And we have students who do two internships before finishing their undergraduate degree. Um, and then upon graduation, based on their performance and the company needs, many of them convert to full-time developmental positions. Um, we also look at the organizations as a way of connecting with the experienced talent, where there is someone who has been now in industry for five years or someone who has been in industry 15, 20, 25 years all the way to the executive level. Because as an organization, you know, Wells Fargo, we are working very hard to bring top diverse talent into the company and the partnership with organizations like Alpha, Nava and others give us that opportunity to bring that diverse talent. After much encouragement, Jose took his mentor's advice and made the career leap into talent acquisition and also made a switch to Wells Fargo. Jose started working on initiatives to help recruit diverse talent and convey why the company culture matters. For Jose, diversity and inclusion and why they're important is very, very personal. 
He talked about how his team at Wells Fargo was there for him during a difficult time in his life. So you've been with the bank for five years. As you say, it's been a blur. Yeah. Uh, if somebody's listening to this podcast, what advice would you give them for um, looking into a career at Wells Fargo? And, and what are some of the things that you have found in your five years here that, that really make it a great fit for you? Yeah. Um, and I always say um, it is important for someone to find a company that matches your values. I'm, I'm fortunate uh, to say when I look at Wells Fargo, it's a perfect fit. Um, Wells Fargo, we have a very strong culture. Wells Fargo as a company, our commitment to our team members, our customers and clients, our shareholders, our stakeholders. It's something that is evident in everything that we do every day and something that guides us in all of our activities. So. For me, that connection to Wells Fargo, I often refer to it as a sense of family. It's my Wells Fargo family. And, and in these five years, uh, the Wells Fargo family is there for me during times to celebrate. And the Wells Fargo is there for me in times where I may have been challenging. I'm um, a person with a disability. I have an acquired disability. Um, and for me, when I went through cancer surgery, Wells Fargo was there for me every step of the way. As I went on medical leave and I returned to my work, uh, my team was there uh, to support me. So it, it is interesting because sometimes you talk about people and they say, well, that's the website, that's the glossy. I always say, talk to someone who's inside the company and you probably uh, have many similar stories about yourself and your many years at Wells Fargo too, that truly this is a unique company and a company we're very proud to be part of. Okay, so in speaking about diversity, can you kind of walk us through the different dimensions of diversity that your team works with? Yeah, um, and you have heard me talk about two of them, right? You have heard me talk about the Latino segment, um, the African-American segment, when I talked about NABA, the National Association of Black Accountants, or the National Black MBA Association. So uh, we cover the racially and ethnically diverse segment is one. Uh, we cover women, uh, we cover LGBTQ, we cover people with disabilities, veterans, and generational diversity. So when you think of us, uh, and, and when we use that word diverse, um, it, it's encompassing of many of the segments. There are times, like you just heard me say, yep, I'm a person with an acquired disability, but I'm also a Latino. So, so you have multiple dimensions of diversity that each one of us brings. And uh, from the generational diversity, I'm a late baby boomer. So um, it, it, it's that perspective. And uh, when we talk at Wells Fargo about our inclusion efforts, um, we always say we're bringing diverse talent. How do we provide that opportunity to all of that diverse talent to maximize their performance and be at a company that supports them uh, holistically and they can bring their whole self to work? Hey, you just took the words right out of my mouth. I think one of the core values of Wells Fargo is uh, aligning with the different layers of diversity. Uh, can you kind of from the top down talk about how Wells Fargo values diversity and what that plays, how that plays itself out in your role every day? Yes, um, we're very fortunate. Uh, Tim Sloan, our CEO, chairs the 
Enterprise Diversity and Inclusion Council. Um, and, and he does that um, along with Jimmy Pashal, our Chief Diversity Officer. So you have at the very top of the house, the CEO, the Chief Diversity Officer, senior leaders of these companies set the tone in the Enterprise Diversity and Inclusion Council. We also have councils at the line of business level. So when you think of our multiple lines of business of consumer banking, um, wealth and investment management, wholesale, um, our support functions of HR, legal, and so on and so forth. Um, and I shouldn't call them support, I should call them staff functions, our staff functions. Uh, like legal, uh, finance, enterprise information technology, et cetera, risk, et cetera, um, all of them are working in concert to say, how do we as a company continue to attract, develop, engage diverse talent that reflects the changing workforce and also uh, reflects the communities that we serve as clients and communities where we live and where we work as well. So we've talked about your background, the work you do, uh, kind of the overarching landscape of Wells Fargo and how it values the work you do and supports the work you do. Can you talk a little bit about your team, what they do, and um, kind of what, what a day in the life looks like? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very proud to have an amazing team. Uh, we are part of the talent acquisition strategy and delivery team, so part of the recruiting organization. We use the preferred term now as talent acquisition. Um, and the national partnerships and programs, which is my team, um, under the diversity talent acquisition strategy work, uh, we focus, uh, when we think of the national partnerships first, and we'll start with that part, um, that includes organizations like the ones we have talked about, and is looking at how do we partner with them and other organizations, for example, um, we have the National Society of Black Engineers. We have WITI, the Women in Technology, et cetera. And how do we partner throughout the year to create uh, opportunities to attract that talent? Um, we work with your team from the employment branding as well on specific campaigns, on reaching those members throughout the year. Not only, sometimes people think it's only the national conference. It's once a year event. National conference is once a year, but the organizations are there year round and are a great way for us to source the talent and create connections with all of their members. Um, we also have our programs team and our programs team, we have two main parts. Uh, we have the team that focuses on our military programs and we're very proud of Wells Fargo's efforts to attract and retain military talent. And I use the word military talent to include veterans, guardmen, and reserves as well, because uh, we have a number of team members who are still serving in the National Guard or Reserve. So um, the military programs are programs focused on that military talent who is at Wells Fargo today and how do we support them? So we have a Veterans Employment Transition Internship Program that my team runs. Um, we have um, an apprenticeship program, which we're very proud of, where we bring um, military talent uh, into apprenticeship roles, roles that in the past, uh, most apprenticeships were 
connected to the trades, welding, electrician, and so forth. Uh, we are um, one of the first large banks that has apprenticeships and provides opportunity for a veteran or a service member to come in, learn the roles um, during that apprenticeship period, and then uh, get promoted into that role. Uh, target role at the end of their it's about 13 to 18 months apprenticeships um, for some service members they're even eligible to use their GI bill in addition to the full pay that Wells Fargo is giving them during the apprenticeships um, we do programs uh, that we call the career resource program to provide support to our military talent already at Wells Fargo in terms of career development career growth um, we're partnering with our sourcing team that's our team on the military recruiting side on programs like the boots to banking uh, which is uh, one where we're hiring cohorts or classes uh, or groups uh, of veterans into specific roles and we had a fantastic one last year in Chandler Arizona and they went into the financial crimes role. Um, we're going to be having one in Charlotte coming up. So uh, for us is, is, is supporting that military talent that has joined the company and thinking of ways of not only how do we recruit the talent, but how do we retain and engage that talent? As you know, we have made a commitment to employ 20,000 veterans by 2020. We're very proud of that commitment, but there's a lot of work ahead on that front. So you're talking about your work that you do with uh, what we call early talent or college students. So uh, what kind of things can you share to somebody who's coming out of college and looking for meaningful work? Why would they want to consider Wells Fargo? What does Wells Fargo have to offer them as they begin their career? Yeah, I will even challenge them. Start before you finish college. Um, you heard me talk about uh, we have internship opportunities as early as a rising junior. So uh, if you are a sophomore student today, and if you're a freshman, you can get a head start as well. Um, step number one, I, I want you to join our talent community at Wells Fargo. So this is a website you need to remember. It's wellsfargojobs.com. And uh, in there, you have information about all of our lines of business. Um, there is one section for early careers. Um, and you as a college student should be looking and saying, what are going to be internship opportunities that connect well to my major and it's something that I want to do um, and, and get engaged on those early on. Uh, we even have, um, when I talked about programs, we have um, programs to attract college students and we have leaders conferences um, so we have a sophomore leaders conference for example um, sophomore students are invited to come to wells fargo learn more about the work uh, that is available and then is, is that alignment right when do you think will the college student that has not invested time researching and talking to wells fargo team members know um, hey we have an internship program in our audit services group. Um, that's if you are an accounting major, a finance major, um, if you have interest in the control and, and, and like working with people, um, you may be thinking, oh, the 
internal audit or audit services, as we call you, could be a great opportunity for me. If you like the idea of working with clients, uh, it might be one in our wholesale business, which is our capital markets and investment banking. It might be an internship with our wealth and investment management group that works with uh, clients through all stages of the wealth accumulation, uh, from the early stages of wealth accumulation all the way to family foundations and our ultra-high net worth clients, uh, which are part of the Abbott Downing business. I think one of the things that's interesting about Wells Fargo uh, as an organization is the variety of positions. And you've spoke a lot about different programs we have and how they feed different parts of the business. Uh, for people that are just coming out of college, you, you know, it's a very different workforce. People aren't staying for 30 years getting the gold watch. Can you talk a little bit about how it's, it's quite possible to have numerous careers with Wells Fargo without ever leaving the organization itself? Yeah, and I, I, I say that's one of the greatest advantages of joining a company our size. When you look at a company of Wells Fargo size, you may start your career in one line of business. So um, I, I will even go back and think, right, you, you have team members, um, and from my own experience, my first job in banking was an internal auditor. Um, now, that was 1985, so 30 plus years later, I'm not an internal auditor, um, and I have had the opportunity to hold multiple roles, so I, for me, internal audit was a great opportunity to learn the businesses, learn the company, and then you find some team members choose to grow within the audit track, but some of them choose to cross over into operations, lines of business, etc. Um, another way is you have team members who start their career on the sales and trading side, um, and after doing the sales and trading, they think, you know, I'd like to work more with the individual client. And, and you see someone from the sales and trading crossover into the wealth and investment management um, and, and make that transition then to work with individual clients and wealthy families uh, all the way through the Abbott Downing level. So I, I think for someone is thinking from that perspective of, Look at your goals in terms of five years out. Uh, the role that you will do as a college graduate 25 years from now may be a role that does not even exist today uh, with the level of innovation that we have, the way the industry is changing. Um, you may be preparing for a role that doesn't even have a title today, that does not exist. So I, I think someone who brings that willingness to learn, that hunger for, um, and that appetite for getting to know the different businesses, getting to know the industry, and then someone who's committed to working hard and excelling, no doubt about it. Those are going to be things that differentiate you too um, and will give you that opportunity. But I say, if you talked even to many of our colleagues in HR, a large number of us did not start in HR either. And then sometimes you have team members from marketing who move into HR, uh, you have 
all, all of those things. I think that's your own story as well. That's, that is my path. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, if, if somebody's listening to this today, Jose, and they just don't know where to start, what kind of advice can you provide somebody as a, as a senior human resource professional to uh, kind of set somebody down the right path for looking for work, whether it's Wells Fargo or anywhere else for that matter? Yeah. So I, I think, um, and I'll give the advice I gave my own daughter, who's now in industry. Interestingly enough, you know, my daughter is in financial services. But um, I said, look at opportunities as something you want to explore. So um, first and foremost, if, if you are a college student that's still in college, I have one assignment I'm going to give you. Uh, which is go see your career services office first because you want exposure to the different companies that are coming on campus, the different companies that are recruiting. You want to get to know them. Um, you also want to get to know individuals inside those companies um, to create those connections, develop the, that network uh, early on uh, so that you can ask someone, so really, what does employment branding do? Tell me more about that part. Or Jose, what's these diversity talent acquisition work I hear? Um, and, and what you find is professionals in industry were very willing to mentor and support and, and share information. So now you've gone to career services. Now you have had some conversations um, with professionals in the industry that you think you're interested in, uh, make sure you have a darn good resume, um, polish it, polish your interviewing skills, create your elevator pitch, because what it's interesting is even in today's world uh, where we're connected with thousands of people in social media, where we're connected um, with large number of professionals in LinkedIn, and you better have a LinkedIn profile, um, you, you have to think of, it is going to be those conversations, and the conversation may be via emails back and forth. It may not be a face-to-face -face conversation, but it's in those conversations that then you start shaping and identifying, and remember earlier on we talked about what are your skills and experience, What's your passion and what are the organizational need? If you find the intersection of those three, that's your career sweet spot. And um, if you can start your career close to your career sweet spot on your career sweet spot, um, it's even better. So I, I would say focus on those. Thank you for listening to the podcast. To learn more, please go to wellsfargojobs.com and please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast.